Halloween. <laughs> oh God. And womp, womp. the podcast is now hosted by Waluigi. Waluigi, I'm the DM Hello, hello, and uh, welcome back to this, uh, which is the eighth episode of our podcast, Tales from the Table. I'm Cloud. I'm the dungeon master and creator of this adventure. And around our virtual table, we have Athanasius, Flower, and Caden. All right. Uh, last time, our ruined penetration squad rested after their battle with the odd, glowing giant centipedes. While Athanasius recovered from his paralysis and Caden used one of the squishy eggs as a trampoline, Flower found the picked clean remains of one of the previous Roskill and Associates employees sent to investigate the tunnels, as well as a fourth dead centipede. This one was freshly deceased with a long dagger lodged in its side. Once Athen recovered, the group destroyed the eggs and then continued deeper into the tunnels where they found some shiny loot, a footprint in a moss bed, and a cloud of glowing mushroom spores which Caden handily dispersed using his wind magic. In a sunken chamber deep in the tunnels, Athanasius had a strange vision of a woman in distress, which led him to discover a mysterious buried armband engraved with a strange symbol. Secrets and clues are piling up. What further dangers will our heroes face in the ruins of Casadros? Find out right now. So we're in this room. Yeah, so uh, right now, you guys are in this, yeah, this sunken chamber that's full of these glowing mushrooms. That's pretty much it. There, oh, I should say, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, there is the tunnel that you guys came in from, uh, and then there is a uh, second tunnel that leads out also that wasn't the one that you came in from. That had, like claw marks on it or something if i'm remembering correctly that was actually an earlier chamber that had sort of like claw marks all around the edges but the as you've been going through the tunnels you've been seeing that more and more you guys had kind of figured out that those were from the centipedes right did uh did athens tell us about the thing you dug up yeah, we had a whole scene where Virginia asked me how I had known it was there, and I said, let's just say it was a hunch for now. And then you and put it on, right? Yeah, and I put it on. I am pretty sure that you put it on your arm. We talked about, there was a lengthy discussion that I had with you about, I know I described it as a bracelet at first, but this was like a giant woman so now it's it's like big enough to fit around your whole beefy arm. And I teased you because you claim that Athanasius is super beefy, even though he was a, like a bookworm. <laughs> and I teased you because you claimed that the reason this was was because he was like curling with dictionaries the whole time he was studying. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> so yeah. So Bench pressing encyclopedias. Exactly. And Caden asked if it was big enough for him to wear as a belt, and I said no. So it's not big enough to be a halfling's belt, but it is big enough to fit around 
Athanasius's uh, quite sizable bicep muscles. Somehow, even though I only have 10 strength. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, you're like that guy in the song from Mulan, uh, where like he puts all the water in his armor and then it just goes, and it all like <laughs> squeezes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing else in this room? Doesn't look like? We don't see anything besides mushrooms? Um, I'm not sure if anyone ever made like a check to look around the room. You can certainly do that if you want to. Okay, he's going to make a check. Uh, add dexterity, right? It's been so long. <laughs> no, Um, if you want to look around the room, you can make an investigation check, which would be rolling a d20 and then adding your intelligence modifier and your proficiency bonus if you are proficient in investigation it's about a 20 okay yeah that's really good so yeah you look around this room caden after this has happened this kind of mysterious thing you know something happened because all of a sudden athanasius you know i would think his eyes maybe kind of went a little bit blank and then after like a few moments, he just walked over to this mound of earth and just started digging in it and then found this like stone box and opened it up and there was an armband inside and then he put it on. And when Vertinia asked him how he knew it was there, he was kind of evasive, said he just had a hunch. And she kind of let that be. Um, so yeah, this kind of, you're getting a, maybe a mysterious vibe from this room. You look around uh, you don't see anything super out of the ordinary. There's all this soft earth. Uh, you can see the place where Athanasius was digging in it. Uh, and then the whole rest of the chamber is covered floor to ceiling in these glowing mushrooms and fungi of different sorts. And uh, if you remember, um, well, a couple things. First... Uh, when you guys were in the chamber with the stone chests where you found the sapphires and the pots of, <laughs> as I was going back and listening, I realized I kept saying salve and I'm like, is it salve or salve? I, I don't, I honestly don't know. Someone's I think it's salve. Is it salve? Someone's going to tweet there. I'm going to get a lot of angry tweets when this eventually gets well, published. No matter what you say. Yeah. They're going to be like, like, oh, you fool. It's salve, not salve. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it has an L in it. I didn't know the L was silent. Um, anyway, those pots of salve or salve or whatever it is, when you're in that room, you, uh, there was a little, like, pool or spring with that soft moss around it, and there were little glowing mushrooms there, and you picked a few. And you actually, like, stored, as I, as I said that as you picked them, the glow kind of faded from them a little bit, but you took some of them with you. And then as you were going down the tunnels, you saw more of a glow, and there were mushrooms all over the floor and ceiling that were a different shape and were larger, and they were putting out these spores that were kind of hanging in a cloud, these glowing spores. And you, uh, with a piece of very uh, quick thinking, um, you used your wind magic to kind of make a tunnel through them. And then you came into this chamber, and the fungi in here, again, these are even larger. Like, some of them are as large as you. And they are not necessarily putting out spores, or at least not enough of a cloud of them that you think you're going to, like, breathe them in a lot. Um, there's maybe just sort of 
the air is full of some of these glowing moats and these giant glowing fungi that go up to all along the uh, walls all the way up to the ceiling. Okay, so the investigation... Showed you loose earth and mushrooms. Okay. Uh, but the mushrooms, it, it jogs your memory a little bit. You, As you look at the mushrooms, they remind you of the ones you've been seeing so far. And I think, too, when you look around, you see the glowing light of the mushrooms. And it's that same glowing light that you saw in the centipede eggs, in the centipedes themselves. And uh, if you remember when you broke one of the centipede eggs, it, like, gushed goo all over your hand and then your hand started to glow athanasius and vertinia were both bitten by centipedes and they where the centipedes injected like venom into them their veins started to glow you're noticing a lot of glowy uh light that all seems to be very much the same even though it's showing up in different plants and animals hmm well Nothing left in here, guys. All right, let's press on. Let's do it. Uh, as you emerge, there is a tunnel, and it kind of curves uh, back to the south a little bit, and then very quickly you come to a fork. One goes to the left, one goes to the right. Uh, the one, but you guys, I'm assuming that you guys have kept your your bearings pretty well throughout this. The one on your right would take you back the direction you already came from originally. The one on your left would take you in a direction you haven't been in yet. We should go to new and exciting places. Yeah, and you can lead the way. Got it. Oh, okay. Snake in front. Okay. Yeah, as you guys go down this hallway, you see more of those glowing mushrooms, the ones that were putting out the spores that Caden... Uh, got you guys through with a blast of wind. However, these ones really aren't putting out very many spores because you can see they were like growing thickly on the walls and ceiling, just like in the other tunnel, but they have recently been scraped away by something. It doesn't look like someone came through like, like an herbologist or something taking a sample. Like it looks like something big moved through here and it's progress scraped most of the mushrooms away in like ruined them we might have a big friend somewhere around here yeah the centipedes might have a mama all right well i'm gonna hang back a little (laughs) okay so you think there might be another centipede that's bigger than the giant ones we fought the eggs uh... were awful big for because the eggs were huge like almost the size of the centipedes right so it makes sense that they grow to be a lot bigger than that. Athens kind of looks around at at the tunnel and is like, yeah, I'd say uh, about as big around as this tunnel from the looks of it. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> the tunnel's pretty large. Much, much larger than, like, one of the centipedes you fought before would have easily been able to scuttle through here without sc- scraping the mushrooms the way this one did. Well, I'm going to keep going, but with, like, you know, high alert. As you walk through this tunnel, at the end of it, you emerge into another chamber. This one is broken down a little bit. It's kind of, again, like a half circle. Part of it has collapsed, and part of it is 
sort of still intact. This one uh, is not covered in mushrooms. The uh, stone walls are still fairly, yeah, bare of vegetation. Um, and as you walk into this chamber, you see a few things. First, uh, sunlight is streaming in through some cracks in the ceiling. You see a staircase. A few of the stairs have crumbled away, but you feel like you could probably still make your way up it. That is on the other side of the room, and it appears to be leading up through some sort of opening in the ceiling. And you immediately also notice that uh, there are the marks of a battle uh, all around you. There is this long burned scorch mark on the stone floor in front of you. There are spatters of dark blood and some of that like glowing ichor that came out of the centipedes also that are like splashed along the floor and walls. Uh, but there's no signs of a body, no, no corpses. Is this fresh blood? I don't know. You can check it out. I would like to check it out. Yeah, you walk over and yeah, the blood Slither. seems pretty fresh. It's not like it's been there for months or something like that. It's maybe been there for a few hours. All right, I'll turn back to everyone and say, hey, this blood is pretty fresh. Someone's probably killed here or wounded here pretty recently. You said there were scorch marks? Indeed. Are there any, like, evidence of maybe, like, a sword striking dirt or something? Hmm. Something to indicate there was a tool used? No. Just a couple of long scorch marks along the ground. Uh, what if there's a different type of creature here? What kind of creature? Uh, I don't know. Big one that could fight a giant centipede and cause scorch marks. Athanasius is very uncomfortable with this. He uh pulls out his hand axe and his shield and is like readying himself for battle. Yeah, I, I think Virtinia does the same. I think she, she also unsheathes her, at least one of her swords. Uh, I guess Caden will do a perception check. Make sure there's nothing hiding in the room with us. Oh, okay, sure. Can I aid him in that? Yeah. Okay. What is aiding? How does that work? Um, I would help you out and give you advantage by just sort of, you know, with my general knowledge pointing things around. Uh, perception is... Wisdom. Okay, so that was a 10. Did you roll with advantage? So roll two yes. times? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other one was a crit fail. Oh no! Okay, well, it's a good thing you had advantage then, huh? As you look around the room... There really isn't much place that someone would be hiding. This chamber, like most of the ones you've come through, is pretty bare of hiding places. It seems like the people who built this city really liked this circular structure for their rooms. Pretty much all the rooms you've been in so far have been circular or half circles because part of them has collapsed. You can kind of check around the like mounds of dirt and rubble but you don't see anyone hiding there or anything you might have missed before, like a dead body or a sword. Still nothing like that. Uh, I think as you maybe take a bit of a closer look at the scorch marks, you see that they don't look like they were made by necessarily by fire or not by fire alone. You see something kind of weird that... Not only is there sort of that black scorched look to the stones, but 
it almost looks also like they've been eaten away by acid a little bit, which is strange. I've got a bad feeling about these scorch marks. Sames. So the hole in the roof? Yeah, there's a staircase. Staircase to it? Yeah. All right, so you guys want to go up the stairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caden's going to go in the last. Okay. All right. Uh, Athanasius like is like 20, fighting with him to go last. 20 feet behind the. Oh, what is this? Person. What is this cowardice from Athanasius? He is. He already got like one hit by a not giant centipede. That is true. That did happen. Well, Flower is pumped and he's like up front. All right. So you guys go up the staircase and you. You go through the opening uh, at the top, and when you do, uh, as you reach the top of the stairs, you emerge into a truly huge open space. Encircling you are the enormous walls of a collapsed circular tower, but this one is far larger than any of the ones you've seen yet. The ceiling is long gone, above you is the clear blue sky, but what catches your attention immediately is the floor. The tower's vast floor which was covered from wall to wall in an elaborate pattern of lines, just like the ones you saw before in the Gollum chamber. Uh, This floor has been shattered into several pieces, each of which is floating independently, gently bobbing up and down. There are gaps in between these islands and only open air below them. As you take in this scene, suddenly you hear a loud clicking sound, and then with a horrible clattering, you see another centipede, This one is 50 feet long, pulsating with that same weird light. It emerges over the top of the tower wall across from you, and it crawls down the wall with surprising speed, and smelling fresh prey, it turns its head towards you, and it screams. Roll for initiative. I'm uh, I'm gonna guess that the uh, circumference of this room is about 400 feet, and uh, that has a diameter of about 140 feet. You would be entirely correct, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess that the uh, the big islands are about uh, 60 feet across and that the uh, gaps in between them are about 10 feet. Again, you would be entirely correct. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, I have a, a cool, I, I claim that it's cool, a little bit of self-puffery there. I have a picture of this chamber that I drew, uh, complete with the cool lines that were on the floor. And all the different floating islands. Uh, and I posted it for the uh, benefit of the players. Including some notes about the diameter and circumference of the tower. Which is of course going to be important as we try to figure out movement. So did we come out in that little red box? Or not little, uh, the little square? At the yes right? you did. So that is the like trap door that you emerged from. Is that little square. And these are just square. lines on the floor not like a maze. No, no, no. Those don't represent anything except these chan- these like carvings that have been so made the into the floor. Looks like. Yeah, they but- kind of look like a circuit board. Hmm. An alien circuit board. Hmm. An ancient civilization circuit board. No, there's no hmm. It actually looks like an alien circuit board. I've seen many alien circuit. Hmm. We're we're sure you have, Mac. <laughs> um, in terms of initiative, uh, Athanasius got a twenty. Initiative has your dexterity, right? Yes. Yes, there should be a box on your character sheet that says your initiative modifier. Yeah, I have a number in there, but I don't trust myself. I got a seven. Caden got 14. Also, I don't know how much gold I have. Just gonna <laughs> throw that out there. As, as this giant, angry centipede crawls over the wall, into Caden's mind pops the question, <laughs> I wonder how much gold I have. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, I forgot to write a will. Because <laughs> I don't have it written down on my character sheet, so I actually have no idea. Well, if I'm remembering correctly, most of us have like no money because our signing bonus went directly to buying the packs. Yes, but you did find some nice shiny treasure. Well, yeah, but we you found like 600 GP worth of sapphires. That's 200 apiece. That's pretty good for a level one character. Yeah, but didn't Caden find all of that and then not give it to us? Uh, huh. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to uh, look at the tape, as the referees say, and and see what he did with the sapphires. He may have just pocketed them. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to have to edit all this out. (laughs) Or else we're going to get doxed on Twitter. So I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna beep that out. <laughs> Just like a three minute long eep. Technical difficulties, bear with us. As we're like, sorry, we were discussing politics and the government. Okay, so yeah, you guys are by this trap door. The centipede is right across, like directly across from you. Like across the room, across the platform. No, across the across the room. So across the tower. Okay. Do you see? Yes. Now there are numbers on all the platforms. Okay. What if I want to jump the one into the, the small ones in the middle? Yeah. What's that big floating thing, or the little, very little floating thing directly in the middle? There's four unlabeled islands. Yeah. What is this nonsense? The I little ones are just okay. <laughs> what if Caden wants to stand on one of those? He wants to be away from the fight on his own little island. Okay, Jesus! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fine. There. Sometimes when I'm drawing a dungeon, I like to make it look organic and natural. So there's like little details and fine print and the tunnels are twisted. Those numbers and... are written on the floor too, right? 100%. Yes, the numbers are written, the numbers on, the are written on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are on platform number one. And the centipede is across from you. It is not on a platform. It is a centipede, so it can cling to the wall. So it is on the wall just by platform number three. Okay, the centipede moves first. So what the centipede is going to do is it is going to move along the outside of the wall clockwise towards you. How far towards us? Uh, it can move at a pretty good clip, but it's still pretty far away from you. This is a giant chamber. So approximately how far away from us is it right now? Yeah, like how far still, we, we have to move to get to Still a long it. ways, unless you guys have ranged have ranged attacks that have quite a bit of range to them. Are we going to go with 80 feet? Mm. Yeah, we need to know specifics. Let's see. Because if, if, if Island 2 is 60 feet vertical... Yeah, then you can add ten. You feet can't come side. at it in a straight line, so you'll have to jump the ten foot gap to platform two, and then you would have to, which takes ten feet of your movement, and then, and then cross platform two, which is sixty feet, and then jump to platform three, across that little skinny gap, and then maybe you still move about twenty feet to get to it. So to actually go and hit it in person, you would need to move quite a bit. He, uh, so Athanasius turns and looks at Virginia and he's like, um, 
plan? In response, uh, Virginia sheathes her sword and she pulls out her heavy crossbow and takes aim. Uh, okay. Athens just kinds of kind of shrugs and uh, pulls out his light crossbow and also takes aim. Yeah, what's the range on that thing? It's got to be at least 100 feet, right? Uh, I can check that, but I also rolled a natty 20. The range is 80 to 320. Can I move so that I'm within 80 feet first? Yes. Okay, so I move so I'm within 80 feet, and then I shoot, and I get a natty 20. All right, in order to be within 80 feet, you are going to need to get to platform two. So I'm going to need you, I'll let you keep the natty 20 because I'm nice, but you are going to need to, let's see, the rules. When you make a long jump, you can cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. I'm assuming that's what you're doing. Yeah. What's your strength score? 10. Oh, good. So you can just make it. All right, so you take a running start and you throw yourself into the air these platforms this is kind of a scary thing because they're bobbing up and down they're not like super stable oh but you make it uh i think maybe like oh oh, what's that movie uh jason Bourne style you kind of like cling to the edge and you pull yourself up and then you run forward a little bit further and you get down on one knee and you aim your crossbow and you loose a bolt and it sinks right in between no not between the plates you get it right in the eye yay that's 13 damage next up is Caden okay Caden runs over to the gap Mm -hmm. and he does his awesome jump thing sweet it looks really cool whoa when he lands he casts ice knife all right how does that one work Create a shard of ice and fling at one creature within range. Make range spell attack. On hit, takes 1d10 piercing. Uh, okay. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target and each creature within 5 feet must succeed on dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. Ooh, nice. Okay, we'll make that ranged spell attack. So I'm going to use my lucky trait. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I rolled a 1. All right. Man, that's two of those in close proximity, Max. Yeah, and in the last episode, you were rolling all sorts of crit fails, too. You need better dice. You need some lucky dice. No, I dice. don't. I love these dice. These are my favorite dice I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay, yeah, that hits. Okay, so that'd be six piercing. All right, and now I have to make a dexterity saving throw. All right, I got a 15. What's, <sighs> your, what's your spell save? 13. Oh, bummer. Okay. Does it take half on a fail or just nothing? I don't think so. Bummer. Yeah. No, it's it's pass or fail. All right, so you whirl up into the air. The, these gusts of wind surround you, and in this in this chamber, they like pick up some of the dust that's of ages that's laying on the stone floor, and you sort of shoot up into the air and you land nimbly on your feet. And as you do, this shard of ice forms in your hand and you fling it. And it lodges right in between two of the sort of plates of the centipede's exoskeleton. And you see a bunch of that uh, glowing ichor gush out. And the centipede sort of reels back and it shrieks. Uh, But it reels out of the way like pretty dexterously. And so even when your knife shatters, the shards sort of fly in all directions, but they, they don't manage to get another hit. The little pieces just sort of bounce off of its armor plates. Sad day. Yeah. Okay, 
Flower, you're up next. Okay. Um, are Athens and Caden kind of grouped up or spread out a little bit? I'm just on the other side of the gap from from one to platform two. Okay. Yeah. He's much closer to the centipede than Athanasius is. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, because Athen only needed to be within 80 feet of it, but Caden needed to be within that 60-foot range. All right. Well, Flower's going to try to leap over this gap. He's not thrilled about the heights, but, you know, he's got to go save his, or, you know, get a shield in front of his his friend over there. So I'm going to do a running jump. Okay. A slithering, coiled leap. Indeed, yes. And I have 17 strength, so that shouldn't be a problem. Oh, nice. You... Yeah, snakes are crazy, man. They're, like, super strong. You just sort of, like, gather yourself up, and you just launch yourself, and you just fly through the air, like one of those weird gliding snakes they have in the rainforest, which is pretty terrifying. (laughs) A little bit of slow motion. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's pretty terrifying. uh, The scene in Tangled, where the horse, like, jumps over the the girls, and they, like, look at at him. That's like what Athens is doing right now. Just like that. <laughs> and you fly through the air and you, you hit the ground pretty hard. Not that it hurts you or anything, but like you're heavy. Do I make the platform like wiggle back and oh, forth? Oh yeah, it, it like sinks a couple feet in the air as you slam down on it. Like, oh God. Um, and then I'm going to try to go and get in front of Caden. Um, I don't have anything that can reach the centipede from where I am, but... Get in front of there and try to draw attention, I guess. Okay. I'm being a little loosey-goosey with how far you guys can move, because I don't want it to detract from the battle. I wanted to make this kind of cool space with these floating platforms that would add a little bit of spice, instead of it's just like, yeah, you walk into a big stone chamber and there's a giant centipede and now you hack at it with swords. Uh, but I also don't want it to like take away from the fun of fighting in the moment. And next up is Virtinia. She is going to... uh, No, she's going to leap across to platform two since you guys are all there. But she is going to hang back uh, a little bit closer to Athanasius. And she is going to launch a crossbow bolt at the centipede. Yep, she hits. All right, and she sinks a crossbow bolt in, again, in like one of its... I'm going to say maybe in like one of its leg joints. And it twitches, twitches away as she deals it some damage. And with that, we are back to the top of the order, which is the centipede. The centipede is not happy that you guys are attacking it, and it's sort of, it's already been hit a few times now, and it sort of shrinks back a little bit. And as it does, you guys are close enough now that you notice something kind of weird. This centipede could easily come and lunge at you and get at you with its quite large and formidable looking pincers but it's not doing so it's already dripping quite a bit of ichor not just from the wounds you've inflicted it looks like it actually has some other wounds as well and in fact you can see uh in one of its many pairs of legs one of its legs is actually partially missing and ichor is dripping from that sort of stump so it's it's already got some injuries, and it looks like it's a little bit shy of coming closer to you guys. So instead, it actually rears back its head, and it is going to spit at Caden, who threw that ice knife at it. I'm in front of Caden. Oh, okay. Are you covering him with your body? I'm attempting to. All yeah. right. Then 
So here's the deal. I know you're probably going to take protection when you hit level two, but you don't actually have that yet, do you? No, I'm no. just oh. sort of trying to obscure. Right. He is quite small. So if you want to do that, I'll I'll let you. Okay. I'll let In you this do that. one case. That flower is quite big. The flower mm. is quite large and Caden I'm is I'm waving small. my arms around. <laughs> of several of those, you know. The centipede knows that it got hit with that knife, but if you're covering Caden with your body, then it's probably going to hit you instead, even if it might want to hit him. All right. You have to roll a, a dex saving throw. Okay. Yeah. And also, I forgot something else as well. Caden, could you roll me a d20? That's a crit fail. Uh-oh. Oh my god, that's three this game? <laughs> okay. I'll handle that in a second. Okay, I got an eight on my deck save. Okay, so here's what happens. Uh, The centipede rears back and it spits at you. And Flower, because you are trying desperately to cover Caden, you're not necessarily as dexterous as you might usually be. And um, you take the full blast of this, this sort of like poisonous spray that's been shot at you. All right, you're gonna take... Uh, six damage. Acid damage? Poison damage, actually. Oh. Yeah, six poison damage. Uh, but as you are drenched in this ichor, uh, remember before, like, when Athanasius uh, and Virtinia got bit and when Caden sort of, like, dipped his foot in, or his hand in goo from the eggs, they started to glow? Your whole body starts to glow now that you've been drenched in this ichor. Excellent. Yeah. All right. And simultaneously, uh, Caden, as you cast your ice knife spell, it didn't feel quite right. Like the spell went off the way it was supposed to. And you're like, oh, that like everything happened the way it was supposed to. I made the ice. I threw it. It exploded. But you almost feel like like there was a breach in a dam, maybe. And there's this building pressure. And suddenly... Uh, out of you bursts a second spell that you did not mean to cast. Rip. Hope it's not a thunder wave. <laughs> Let's see who it targets. Okay. All right. You actually cast the spell Chaos Bolt, and it does not fly at the centipede. This magic sort of bursts out of you, and it flies right at Athanasius. God dang it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. I actually rolled to see who it would target, so... Your eyes were only level one, right? I know. This is not magic that was in your control. All right. You hurl an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy, which is this one is perfect. This goes perfectly with what's going on. Uh, make a ranged spell attack against the target. Uh, so why don't you do that, Caden? Make a ranged spell attack against Athanasius. So do I have to use lucky? I don't think so. You you rolled another one? <laughs> you rolled another oh one. Oh my god. I don't care how much you love those dice. You need better dice. I mean, not in this situation, but like, you know, obviously. No, I don't, because if I keep rolling ones, I keep using lucky and I have advantage on every roll. Oh my god. All right, so this makes sense, actually. So you feel almost like this dam bursting and this pressure building and all of a sudden this spell you didn't mean to cast sort of erupts out of you and flies in a direction you definitely would not have meant it to fly. And this bolt of like blazing, like shifting chaotic energy flies straight at Athanasius. But because it's so chaotic, it 
it's like a ball with too much spin on it and it like wobbles back and forth and it just goes wildly out of control and it misses him by a mile it goes all over the place i think uh athanasius just kind of looks at Caden and he's like oi <laughs> i'm like uh i i don't know and i just kind of like look at my hands like in bewilderment <laughs> sorry all right athanasius you're next is there any way I can get within 30 feet? Not without crossing to platform three, which you could do. Hey, um, you're a, cl- you're a cleric. You, you got them, them good, good spells. Yeah, I know I got them good, good spells. But most of my good, good spells are necrotic. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what a conundrum for you to face. Let's see. How much damage did Flower take? Six. Okay, I'm still fine. Sure. I'll cast Healing Word on Flower. Okay. And I heal you for six. Oh, sweet. Back up to full. Turn around. I'm like, oh, who did you do that? I just kind of give him a thumbs up. I'm like, no one touches my snake man. I give you two thumbs up right back. Do you say I'll that still part out my... loud? I say it under my breath. Okay. Two thumbs. Are they your main thumbs or your little thumbs? My little thumbs. My main thumbs are occupied. Double double thumbs up from the mini thumbs. That's for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no natural ones for you. Nope. Okay, Caden, you're next. Okay. I cast Static Bolt. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Chaos Bolt is probably actually on your spell list. So if you wanted to cast that for legit real and throw it at the centipede this time, you could probably do that. But yeah, Static Bolt works too. Um, I rolled 17. You hit. Roll damage. Seven. Okay. And then I move towards Island 7. Do you actually jump onto Island 7? No, I move towards it. Okay, so now you're at the edge of Platform 2. Yeesh. All right. For those audio-only listeners, he just moved towards an island that's basically in the center of the room. Yes, that's true. He moved towards the center of the room. Flower, you are next. Caden has ducked away, casting another spell as he did so, and he has moved uh, towards the edge of the platform. If I moved 30 feet, would I be able to get up on the giant senti? Uh, yes, if you... Hmm... Yeah, because you can jump really far, so you can probably bridge the gap at a wider spot, and you mm-hmm. could get across and hack at it if you wanted to. Now, hacking is one thing. I do have this constrict ability. Would I be able to use Oh, that? Whoa! I think it's about time to break that out. Oh, heck yes. Oh, hell yeah. Wait right. a second. Isn't this centipede, like, very big? It's pretty thick, but you can still try to wrap around part of it and crush it. This is exactly what I'm going to try to do. Excellent. Um, so I make a attack, and then it'll be a... If it hits, it'll be grappled, and it'll make a grapple save on its next turn. Ooh. That's a natural one. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Okay, you come... It's going to be the one where people stop listening to our podcast. Probably. <laughs> uh, here's what happens with Flower. Flower, you... Uh, you, again, you coil your body and leap over the gap to what we are calling Platform 3, and you quickly slither up to the centipede and, again, sort of launch yourself in the air, grab onto it with your arms, or you try to. Uh, you actually 
as you leap, you misjudge a little bit and your hands kind of can't get purchased. They slip on some of that ichor. And as they do, the centipede sort of rises around and it's going to try to bite you. Great. I don't believe an 11 hits you. It does not. Okay, so it's it sort of, uh, it actually loses its purchase on the wall and you sort of drag it down to the floor and now it's sort of like part of it is twisted up in the nasty air. pile yeah <laughs> in a pretty pretty nasty pile and like its legs are sort of waving in the air and its head is thrashing around and it tr- it tries to bite at you but it, it misses okay but you've successfully dragged it off the wall it's now on the floor okay that's something all right and captain virtinia uh she's Watching you guys do this, and she's a little bit alarmed, but she's still going to keep her distance. Uh, she's going to fire another crossbow bolt. Oh, God. Um, she rolled a crit fail. Ah! <laughs> she's trying to target the centipede flower, but you just pulled it off the wall. And her bolt goes into this nasty pile, and I think it hits you instead. Oh, yeah, I'll roll to see. I'll roll against your armor class to see if it hits you. No, it does not. Okay, it just sort of goes into the fray and bounces off everything. Uh, and it, it doesn't hit anybody. Phew. That's good. It was real, real close, though. Yeah. Like a, a crossbow bolt kind of like pings, maybe off like your shield or something like yeah. that. And uh, it came really close to grazing your arm, but it didn't quite. And I'm like, watch it! I got this. Don't worry. Her face is very pale. <laughs> All right. Back to the top of the order with the centipede. Centipede uh, is, well, first of all, uh, it you didn't actually successfully grapple it. So it it sort of rises its body and, and breaks out of your, your tenuous grip. Um, and it, again, is going to try to snap at you with its mandibles. Ooh. Okay, it hits. All right, uh, take five piercing damage, and then make me a constitution saving throw. Fucking six. Well, constitution eight. Okay. Dice is being garbage for me. Oh, well, fortunately for you, my dice were also garbage, so you only take seven poison damage. On top of the five? Yeah. I'm unconscious. Yes. And paralyzed. Oh, great. Yep. But you don't have to make death saving throws. So I get to just sit here for the rest of the battle. This battle could have been so cool. Yeah. you. That was really sweet that you tried to grapple it. That would have been so cool. Unfortunately, sometimes the dice, they just go against you. All right. You fall and it's Athanasius's turn. Athanasius. The centipede has felled the snake man. What are you going to do? Yeah, Athanasius is not not happy at all. He sees Flower jump in and immediately get taken down. And he is also going to jump across to island number three. He's going to do what he can to get uh, within 30 feet of this centipede. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Okay. And then uh, he's going to take his axe. He's going to prick his finger so that he has a drop of blood on his hand. Okay. And then he is going to cast Bane. Oh. 
Wicked sweet. Um, so Bane, up to three creatures of my choice that I can see within range must make charisma saving throws. Whenever a target that fails the save makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack or saving throw. Okay, well, this thing's charisma is really, really bad, so it fails. Yay. So for the next 10 rounds of combat, as long as I maintain concentration, uh, it will have to roll a d4 before it attacks or saves and then subtract that number from its roll. Okay, cool. Next up we have Caden. Okay, so it's still kind of like on the eastern side of Island 3, right? Yes. Where is uh, our NPC? She is still on platform 2. She's just been firing crossbow bolts so far. The NPC has a name, Mac. God. <laughs> Vertinia? It's not just a soulless being. <laughs> Cap- it is. Captain Vertinia. She is, in fact, a fully realized creation. Okay, so I've got a question, okay? Yes. Catapult. Oh, okay. The range is 60 feet, but it says it goes in a straight line up to 90 feet. So I think you can cast it on an object that's within 60 feet of you. Cast it on me! (laughs) Uh, Do you weigh one to five pounds? No. He weighs like 300 pounds. Also, you would be catapulting his his still conscious but paralyzed body. (laughs) (laughs) Flower would be so cool with that. Flowers, like, mentally, he's trying to, like, telepathically tell you, do it. (laughs) Okay, we'll just use Chaos Bolt. Okay. I had this cool idea, but it would require both of my spell slots to still use, so... Oh, bummer. I'm gonna have to abandon it. Maybe I'll tell you afterwards. Okay, I was gonna say... But I thought of it, I thought of it, like, during our last round of combat, I'm like, man, that would have been so cool, but in order for me to be able to do anything, I would have needed both my spell slots. Oh, bummer. Man, if catapult worked, that would be the most epic thing. (laughs) No, no, it it actually didn't have anything to do with catapult. Oh, okay. If you just like... I was just wondering because I was looking at catapult and saw that. Yo, catapulting a paralyzed snake at the centipede would have been epic. That would have been amazing. That would have been the most (laughs) D&D thing ever. It's just like, party member falls in combat? Throw the party member at the, at the enemy. What's the uh, the Thor Ragnarok meme? It's rogue rogue slinger. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> the new D and D class, a rogue slinger, where, where it's just you just throw the rogue at the enemy. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> They're very spiky. They are. I rolled a ten. Oh, for your ranged spell attack. Yeah. Yeah, that misses, unfortunately. Oh my god, I was like, well, my, my last two static bolts hit pretty well. I know, and this one doesn't, there most goes, spells spell do damage even if they miss. It's just like half damage, but this one doesn't, which sucks. Yeah, unfortunately, your your chaos bolt uh, goes wide. Maybe you're a little shy of, of hitting Flower, who's still kind of in the fray, and it misses the centipede. It sort of bounces off the the stone wall of the tower and and sort of dissipates harmlessly. Oh, I forgot to jump to Island 7. Can I do that? Oh, yeah, if you want to, with your with your gusts of wind. Whoosh. Whee! You fly up into the air and you dab in midair and then you come down. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, Vertinia's turn next. She looks a little bit indecisive, but she doesn't want to risk any more of those bolts, so she's going to run and jump onto platform three, but she can't get over to where the centipede and flower are in one turn of movement. But she comes up right next to you, Athanasius. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. She was pretty far away. She was kind of in the middle of platform two, but she's... Yeah, I was hoping she'd stay far enough away that I could use Toll the Dead without her noticing. Oh, yeah, no, she's right there next to you. Wah, wah. Um... Wah, wah. 
And then with that, it is the centipede's turn again. It has, it, it's taken care of flower. So now it is going to, it scuttles back up onto the wall and continues to move clockwise uh, as far as it can go, uh, which is about, see where that gap is in the wall on platform two? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. right next to that. And from there, it attempts to spit poison at you, Athanasius, because you're the one within range. Is this a ranged attack? No, you uh, make a dexterity saving throw. That's an 18. Oh, good. You save. So you see this thing rear back its head and it spits at you, but you pretty nimbly dodge out of the way. You're full of fury over uh, it felling flower. Full of fury over it felling flower. Yeah, if I was a barb, I'd be raging right now. Yeah. Next up uh, is you, Athanasius. What are you going to do? Um, is there a way for me to get in range of my breath attack? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm going to jump across the gap, which we've already confirmed I can do. Yep. And I'm going to get in range of my 15-foot cone. I'm going to be like, rawr. I'm going to breathe cold at it. All right, blast it. And your breath smells so bad, it does damage. Mm -hmm. It's baned I mean, on its It's cold save. breath. So. Yeah, so I have to make a dex saving throw, right? Yep. But I am bane. Yes, you are. Oh, I crit failed. <laughs> Mine's the bane. <laughs> right, mine is yeah, the bane. Mine's the bane. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um... So I just do full damage. Yeah, you just then, do right? full damage. Do damage. But you're really mad, and you open your jaws, and you roar, and a torrent of icy, cold air filled with ice particles blasts the centipede, like, right in the side of its face. That's 10 damage. All right. Caden, you're up next. All right. I'll be boring. Cast Attic Bolt. Okay. 16. Yep, you hit. See, why couldn't I have gotten a... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel I've hit every spell attack except for except the that ones one. that really mattered. I know. I'm so sorry. Dex saved the cold damage. Missed the chaos ball. So that's five. All right. This thing is starting to look worse for wear. It's it's already wasn't in great shape, and now it's it's really hurting, uh, and it does not look does not look happy, and it's feeling a little bit cornered. Can you really hit static bolt at it from all the way over on platform seven? 120. Feet. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, roll a d20. Am I to assume by that clanking sound that you rolled another one? You guys don't even believe me, do you? No. Well, it, actually, in this case, I do, because it's probably going to be bad, but you told me anyway, so good good on you for honesty. You know what? Take inspiration. Hey. For, for losing so much? Uh, for being honest about it. For, yeah, for being a, a good player and Maybe I should start filling my roles. No, please don't do that. I'm rewarding you. Okay, let's see. All right. So, Caden, uh, you cast Static Bolt, and then as you do, you feel that same sensation of something like that pressure building and then sort of just, like, bursting out in an uncontrolled manner. And you think to yourself, like, oh, no, like, I'm going to make another... <laughs> Not again. <laughs> like, bolt of energy, and it, maybe it's going to hit somebody, and, like... But that's not what happens at all. This time, you feel the weirdest sensation, and all of a sudden, you just float up into the air. Uh, like, you're in zero gravity, and you just oh, sort what? of hang there. Like, you can just sort of, like, dog paddle around in the air... And you have cast Levitate on yourself. Oh, that's fun. What are the special rules of Levitate? Do I just get to fly for a certain amount of time? A target can move only by pushing or pulling against a fixed object or surface within reach. So, rip, there's nothing. 
Because you're in the middle of the room. So I can use gust. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes, you can! <laughs> Scoot around the room. All right. Well, this is fun. Okay. Awesome. Uh, do do do. When the spell ends, the target floats gently to the ground if it is still aloft. Uh, yeah, and it lasts ten minutes. So for the next ten minutes, you get to be Caden the floating halfling. So, so here's a question. Yep. If I have the wind blow me, am I going to keep moving after I cast it, or am I going to stop? Like, am I in space? No, the gust is only a small enough breeze to push you five feet. I was thinking that was, like, on the ground, though. Uh, if I'm floating in the air, the wind blows me, what's going to stop me from keep moving? Uh, there's still air resistance. You're not quite, like, in zero gravity or something like that. Maybe we'll say since you're floating, it can push you ten feet. How about that? Next up is Flower. Uh, Flower, is there any, Move along. anything you can or want to do? Nothing. Move along. All right. Uh, Virtinia, then. Where did she go? Oh, that's right. She jumped over onto platform three to be by Athanasius, and then the centipede moved. And now she's just like, fuck it. Uh, she is going to just try to shoot another crossbow bolt at it. She's not going to run all over the place. And she hits. Ooh, max damage. Way to go. All right. She gets this thing straight through its eye, which somebody already did earlier, right? That was me. Yeah, I'm going to say it's the same one. So this thing now has two crossbow bolts sticking out of its eye, and it falls to the ground, but it's not quite dead. It's like shrieking and, and twitching, and ichor is spilling all over the place. Uh, it is up next, though. Um, it's going to make one last attempt to spit at you, uh, Athens, since you're right there. I keep forgetting. You make a dexterity saving throw to avoid the spit poison. Uh, five. Oh, all right. Well, you fail. Uh, take six poison damage. Hey, I'm not unconscious. No, no, you're good. Finish it. Oh, yeah, because I'm up, aren't yep. I? Athens is still, like, super, super pissed. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of glances and sees that Virtinia is still on the other platform. And he's like, die, you piece of shit. And he casts Told the Dead. All right. I don't know what that does. What does it do? You point at one creature you see within range, and the sound of uh, dolorous bells fills the air around it for a moment. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take... 1d8 necrotic damage if the target is missing any of its hit points it instead takes 1d12 necrotic damage yeah it fails so it's going to take that 1d12 and uh i don't even have to roll for that because it has one hit point left hey the centipede doesn't know why but it is suddenly really afraid of its own mortality uh it hears a bunch of bells and it thinks i'm going to die you see fear in its eye. And as the centipede dies, uh, it's, it sort of gives one last shudder and then collapses on the floor. And as it does, it's been spilling ichor everywhere. And some of that ichor has started to flow into these channels that have been cut into the floor. These sort of lines, that's what those lines are. 
So yeah, as the ichor sort of like flows into these channels, they begin to glow this bright, vivid blue color. And you can feel this sort of crackling tension in the air, almost like lightning and this humming. And all of a sudden, light flows through all these channels and out across uh, some of the shattered pieces. And then out through that gap in the walls that you're actually like standing right next to. Uh, which you get the feeling like at one point was like an entryway. And through that entryway, you can see this light shooting off into the distance, and you see very slowly uh, some more shattered pieces of stone uh, suddenly float up uh, to the level of this island, uh, creating a long, uh, crumbling, floating road uh, that opens up a way forward. Do 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 do. What music does it play when you defeat a boss and then you get like a heart piece in like a treasure chest? Oh, I was going with Final Fantasy. Oh, no, no, Zelda music. Only Zelda on this podcast. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, So next time you guys, uh, if you would like, you can see where that new sort of floating pathway leads and hey guys look at me kate does a backflip flower would give a thumbs up if he was not unconscious in peril yeah, oh, yeah flower's down. <laughs> <laughs> i'm here doing backflips yeah you're just doing backflips and flowers stiff as a board uh laying on the ground and athanasius is like bleeding and and sort of like breathing really hard Fun times. Fun times. Good battle, though. Good job, you guys. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com and you can find us on Twitter at TableTalesCast This podcast was edited and produced by me, Cloud Our theme music is by Adhesive Wombat Special thanks to Matt Marshall for all his help and advice I literally couldn't have done this without you This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud and I hope you'll join us again next week on Tales from the Table So I had an idea okay. of distracting it okay. with silent image. Oh, that would have been cool. Having like an, another egg appear somewhere. Oh. I was thinking of, so how big, so these gaps between the islands, like yes. what's in the gaps? Air. Is it just like a 10 foot drop or is it like a drop down forever? It's a million, like it's a million foot drop until you hit the ground. Okay. So I was thinking that when I was like bridging over a gap to get to the egg, I would use earth tremor and have it knock prone and fall. Oh, dude, that would have been sweet. 
Keep that in your back but pocket. I, I, I bet that can it, still help us out. I thought of it too late after I'd used Oh, uh, man. That's really cool. That's such a cool idea. I'm going to keep this part in because I want everybody to know that you thought of that really sweet thing. 